Good morning, Robin from Michigan. Good morning. Okay, the recording's going, so let's get going. Uh, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Craig F. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. To, today is Tuesday, October 7th, 2019. And, and today we're reading from the big book and we're on page 59 and we're going to read steps 4 through 9. Uh, today's readers are for the 12 Steps, Pam R. For the 12 Traditions, Wendy M. The readers of the text are Anita L., Larry K., uh, Nancy P. The uh, second hour host is Jody E. And the newcomer greeter is Naomi B. Um, okay, I had to look away from my sheet here. Um, okay, um, re- reference number for. Reference numbers for yesterday, uh, uh, the 7 a.m. meeting is 13,487, and the 10 a.m. meeting is 13,488. Uh, OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members who are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that's to carry its message to to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Pam R. to read the 12 steps. Pam? Pam, star one. Good morning. This is Pam R. Recovered in North Carolina. Reading the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, 
Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you and have a nice day. Thank you. Okay, now I'm going to ask Wendy M. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. I'm Wendy M., a compulsive overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina, and these are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside, on, outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 59 uh, and reading steps 4 through 9. I'm now going to ask um, Anita L. to begin reading. Anita? Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. Grateful for today and recovered. Uh, steps 4 through 9. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, 
were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Okay, um, steps four through nine. So, sorry, I had to let my dog out. Uh, these are the action steps. And I've heard people say that they're really nervous, they're afraid to do step four. I don't think I ever was afraid to do step four because I always knew that it would bring me to a better place. And I have learned that so much so in um, being in OA for over 41 years now. And um, I'm so grateful that my higher power is willing to bring me to additional levels as I do more and more inventories throughout the years. So step four, uh, I've written, you know, I've used these forms that are available to us uh, online and they've been so helpful. And then when I've completed that and the last several that I've done I've completed it within two weeks and then made an appointment with my sponsor and with my higher power to my sponsor and myself I've admitted the exact nature of my wrongs and it was just really such a humbling experience and it says in the step books and and probably in the big book too that this is the first time that i am to meet uh, my higher power on a personal level um or it says something like that you know that this is the first time that i am coming to develop a relationship with my higher power because I've humbled myself and, and admitted my wrongs. And when I did my uh, inventory six and a half years ago with my sponsor, right then she had me go through each person and we made the list. From, from my inventory list, we made the list for step eight of the people who I've harmed because I've just done it with her. And uh, and we decided together whether I needed to make an amend and to the person, sometimes I didn't. And if I do need to make an amend, is it a direct or an indirect amend? And that was step eight. But to go back now to five, after I've completed five, I have gone and taken that hour, like it says in the big book, uh, to meditate, to thank my higher power for getting me to this point in the steps, and to go through all the other four, make sure I've been thorough, and um, if there's anyone that I omitted, to please bring that to light. And there have been times when I have omitted people, and when I called her back that hour later, added those people and discussed it with her. And um, and, then, 
oh, geez, six and seven are so important. All right, well, uh, I I will stop then, but I just want to say with nine, having uh, being spiritually uh, grounded is so important before going ahead with making the amend because you never know what you're going to get on the other end. So thank you so much for letting me share. Have a beautiful day. And I thank you. Thanks, Appreciate you kicking us off. Okay. So now we're going to take names for uh, sharing. Uh, who would like to share on these? Larry K. I got Harlan, and I got Janice, and I got Larry, and I'm Nancy T. Nancy T. Vasa O. Vasa. Well, that's six. I have Harlan, Janice, Larry, Nancy, Chuck, and Vasa. So uh, let's go, Harlan. Thank you very much, Craig, and thank you very much for your service today. Uh, And thank you to Team Tuesday for making this magnificent meeting possible. The steps that we're reading this morning, where do they come from? What is their emanation point? The steps that we're reading this morning come from Sam Shoemaker. Sam was the Episcopal minister who was the front man for the Oxford group in New York City at the Cavalry Mission. And in order to effect a recovery, Sam Shoemaker knew that the boys were going to have to have a spiritual awakening, a spiritual awakening brought about by the working of steps. And he knew that there was going to be four impediments to God. In order to reach God, there's going to be four impediments. What's an impediment? An impediment is something that slows or stops progress. These were the four impediments that Bill was inculcated with when he wrote the book through Sam Shoemaker. Number one, a resentment that you will not let go of. Number two, that's step four. Number two, a secret that you will not tell. Step five, A vicarious thrill. What's a vicarious thrill? Stealing, gossiping, cheating, getting away with something. It's a vicarious thrill that we get, steps six and seven. And lastly, a restitution that we will not make. And those are steps eight and nine. And these impediments that came from Sam Shoemaker from the Oxford group became the basis for the steps four through nine. These are ancient truths. They go back in all religions. They go back in all cultures. They go back in all philosophies. But he brought them about in such a way that the big book, through Bill's hand, it was made discernible and understandable in very simple ways. What we've unfortunately done since those times is we have made this fourth step something very complicated and ominous, and it was never meant to be. In the next couple days, we're going to read about a moral, which is truthful, not morality, but moral and fearless inventory. What word is missing from there? Perfect. 
That's the word that a lot of people are striving for is the perfect inventory, and that's not what's in there. God is not going to put my fourth step up on his refrigerator. And what we have are four impediments that are overcome through the working of these steps and as we get into nine, or excuse me, as we get into 10, 11, and 12, we are going to be working four through 12 every day for the rest of our lives. And in doing so, the thought of food will just not enter my brain. It just will not be in there. And so I am released, and I am released happily through the working of these steps. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan. Okay, next we have Janice, followed by Larry Kay. Well, good morning to you, Craig, uh, from Oklahoma. Um, This is Janice P.M., um, a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Well, just very generally, um, steps four through nine. Well, a lot of us think that the inventory is step four, well, it's been clarified that step four is 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 not just step four. It's uh, the inventory. Step four is step four, but I meant to say the inventory is steps four through nine. Okay, we think well once we do the resentment um, inventory that we're all done. No, no. See, we do one step goes into the next step goes into the next step. So the four, the step four is just very briefly. It's um, it's a it's a culmination of trying to find out um, the blocks or the impediments, as was just wonderfully said. It's the blocks because to our higher power, and that has to be unblocked. Those inner and outer characteristics that I found out, and through my giving my will over to a higher power in step three. You see how that works? I feel a little bit more secure because I can ask that power to help me unblock my character defects, both inner and outer character defects. And then we're going to continue with the inventory, the truth. It's a moral inventory. It's the truth. It's not immoral. I used to think, oh, this inventory, i got to tell about my sex things and blah, blah, blah. No, it's the truth about me. So I can have a relationship with myself and know myself because the first three steps tell me I have to, you know, I need to start with a relationship with a higher power. And then it goes on to find a, a relationship with myself, which is four through seven, and then it goes on with others. Now, if I know that I'm selfish, I know that I'm resentful, I know that I'm fearful, what makes me, what things make me fearful. Uh, I know about my relationships, my sexual relationships and relationships. Um, And then I can go on and um, ask my higher power to be, uh, I'm willing to have my higher power get rid of these. And that helps with my obsession. That's the purpose so that my God can take away and I will have a God will take away my obsessions and I won't have to eat like I used to have to. I had to eat 
because of the obsession, but there's a God in my life now that will do it for me. And once I, you know, can make amends, my goodness, I mean, I I don't fear that because those relationships, um, my relationship will heal. I won't be guilty. I won't be shameful. And uh, so that's the inventory, steps four through nine, not just step four. Okay, and I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Jess. Okay, Larry, your turn. Hey, Craig, thanks so much for your service. Uh, appreciate it. Let's see if I can, if we can simplify this together. The first three steps are merely the preparation steps. They are the preparation for the change. The change itself is going to happen in the work. The work is steps four through nine. Step four, you know, is the first of the action steps. It's also where we often lose people because up until now, it's kind of not that difficult. I'm not suggesting that coming into OA is not a big deal. I'm not suggesting that doing the first three steps is not a really big deal. It's a big deal, but most people can do it. You know, you walk into the rooms and what's not to like? I mean, everyone's nice. Everyone's giving you phone numbers. You may get a hug along the way. There's smiles, right? Do the first, you know, step. Can you accept that, you know, what the problem is? Yeah, I can accept that. Second step, can you accept what the solution to your problem is? Absolutely, I can accept that. Thirdly, can you make an affirmative declaration that you're willing to do the work? Yeah, I, I, sure, I can, I can say something out loud. Great. The fourth step, make a comprehensive list of your resentments, your fears, your harms done to others, and they vanish. Check, please. But the reality is we don't begin to change until we've completed the fourth step. In four, we look at the biggies. We look at resentments, fears, harms done to others, sex conduct. And here's my experience with four. You can fill up 97 pages chock full of check marks and tons of data, but then decide I'm going to write that, I'm not going to write that one thing down. Well, if that's the case for you, you might as well, you know, set a bonfire to the rest of it because you've wasted your time. I promise you that's true. The principle of the fifth step is integrity. Notice that the fifth step doesn't say that we just admit our wrongs. It says we admit the exact nature of our wrongs. So we we need to do more than just confess what we did. And it's not because anybody in OA is, is desperate to hear all of your dark, dirty little secrets. Because the reality is, and I say this with nothing but love, you're not that interesting. I wasn't that interesting. My damage is not as interesting as I thought it was. And it's definitely not as original as I thought it was. If there was a name for it, I did not invent it. But it's corroding me from the inside. And the truth is, the deeper it is and the uglier it is, unrevealed, the more it's been playing a part in your demise. So in the fifth step, I'm going to sit down with another human being in the presence of my creator, and I'm going to, get, I'm going to give all this stuff away. I'm going to give all this stuff away. And, um, you know, and then the sixth step, of course, is, you know, it's the principle is willingness. Uh, Gaelic proverb states, nothing is easy for the unwilling. We are tethered to the very thing. And if we're not willing to face it, we can't become free. So the question in the sixth step is, am I willing to get rid of this scary, difficult stuff? A hoarder has to be willing to let go of some stuff. So I begin to practice. Sure, correct. I begin to practice the opposite in the, of the defect in the sixth step, and we go on from there. With that, I pass. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Larry. Okay, next we have Nancy 
I don't remember if this was Nancy P or T. It's Nancy, Nancy P. Can I be heard? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Okay, so Nancy P. calling from uh, Newton, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. Thanks for letting me share. So, you know, here I am, the one-trick pony again. Um, I actually went through the big book step study process for um, back in 2002. From 2002 to 2005, I basically spent writing my fourth step. And it didn't take, and I ate for 13 more years until I found vision. And... Um, all of that was due to my not having surrendered. And there's several places in various pieces of literature that says that fear cannot live where faith abides. And I was too frightened to surrender to anything. I mean, when I surrendered, I was hijacked, you know, forced to my knees, blindfolded, handcuffed. Do you surrender now, Nancy? And finally the answer was yes. And once I did that, then none of it was that difficult. But I will say that all of it was painful. Um, you know, fearless and searching moral inventory does not mean fearless and painless. But it wasn't difficult because I had surrendered. I was willing to do anything. I mean, I would, and I would do anything. And the balance, the other steps, the same thing, telling somebody, and this is just, I mean, the fourth step talks about it, are grosser handicaps. I mean, I don't want to give away the plot, but just the biggest ones. Because in my old, in my old, you know, three-year fourth step, I wrote 550 pages, and no resentment was too small for the turnaround. When I did it this last time, I just did my grosser handicaps. And, you know, my higher ready to completely believe I wasn't I hadn't made any decisions I just was desperate to do whatever I was told and I did it as, to the best of my ability immediately I didn't argue I didn't question I just did it and and I was carried through without complete belief none of this gelled for me until after I was done with the ninth step um, but I managed to get through it with the help of my sponsor who was you know caring and loving, but she let me know at every turn that I wasn't special. You know, if I follow these directions exactly as they're written, I'm going to get what they promise, like everybody else. And if I don't, I will not get what they promise, like those who don't follow the directions. So it was pretty black and white. And, um, and I got through it. And at the end, I remember saying to her, wow, this is amazing. You know, as we approached the, the, the uh, maintenance steps, and we both said it together, it works, it really does. Like, that was not planned. You know, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that it worked. I still can't believe it. I pinch myself every day. And, um, and, I, and I still work as hard as I ever did. And I still seek spiritual growth every day. And... Um, you know, the rewards are monumental. I could not have imagined in my wildest, wildest fantasies yeah. um, the reward. And so um, with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Nancy. All right, Chuck Kay, you're up, and then Vasa will go after Chuck. Chuck? Star one done mute, Chuck. 
Am I being heard? Yep, you are, Craig. Yes. Yes, you are, Craig. Great, thanks. Well, we may have lost Chuck. No? All right. Well, Vasa, are you ready to go? Let's see, come yes. back to Yes, okay. I am. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Craig, for your service. I'm Vasa. Grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. I'm going to set my time. And uh, I could have never done the 12 steps without a big book step study sponsor. I needed somebody to help me how to do it. And uh, I did step one, two, and three right from the beginning. I knew I was powerless over the food. I needed to find a power greater than myself. And I didn't make that decision to turn the food, not my will and my life yet, but I was 150% to turn um, the food in God's hands, my higher power, because I could not do it any longer by myself. And uh, I did get the gift of abstinence. I wish I could tell you it was easy going through the withdrawals, but other than that, and my sponsor said, now you got to go through the rest of the steps. And uh, I remember going to step studies, uh, steps, and I would listen, but I wasn't ready how to do it yet, you know. Of course, I thought I needed to do it perfectly till I started hearing how other people did it. it. We didn't have to do it perfectly. I, because of my English, I thought my spelling had to be all perfect and my, to, how to organize my sentences. And the person said, I don't have to see this. This is your work. So that made it, it made me feel at ease. You know, I don't have, she doesn't have to see it. I could just say it, you know. But anyways, I thought I just needed to put the food down. I didn't have to do the rest of the steps. But she said, if you don't continue doing the rest of the steps, you're going to go back into the food. And that, that, that was the biggest motivation for me. I didn't want to ever, ever go back to my allergic, my alcoholic foods. And I said, I will go to any length as long as, as, long as the compulsion and obsession is lifted. And I was ready and I was willing. And I'm not saying it was, it was, it was painless for me. I, but I had the, uh, I had the, I was so motivated to go through. And I kept on asking God to please help me and, you know, help me to go through this. And yes, I was going to carry, I had resentments. Of course, I listed all the resentments down, the weights on page 65. I'm resentful, let me put the people's names down, the causes and the effects. And I was going to bring some of that stuff to my grave, some of the secrets, some of the embarrassed things that happened. And um, and I didn't, you know. I wanted to be thorough and to let it go of the embarrassment. And admitted to God, and of course I admitted to God, to another human being that was my sponsor, to the best of my abilities, and that is my time. And I did the rest of the steps that they laid out. On step six, I wanted to keep a couple of them. I wasn't entirely ready to have God remove all these defects, but I came to. So um, I still do it. I'm not a perfect human. My time is up, and we will continue mm-hmm. with this another time. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thanks, Vasa. Okay, did Chuck K. get back on while we were uh, working with Boston? Hey, 
Hey, Craig, this is Chuck. Can you hear me now? I can. Yep, sorry, I had my truck on mute and didn't realize it. One of the things that I was thinking about as we were discussing these action steps is, well, why are they And for me, the reason they're so effective is because I was so dishonest all of my life about everything. I was so dishonest and in such detail that, and the big book says, I could not differentiate the right from the wrong. I just couldn't see. I was so clouded by what I thought the world was, by the way I thought people should behave, by all the things I thought people did to me. I was never looking at the world in an honest way. It was just always dishonest. And so then when I come to step four and five, I think that's one of the times God was able to use the work that I did to to show me that things were not in the way that I thought they were. And now as a sponsor, and I was just talking to somebody earlier today, it's wonderful to see that same eye-opening in a sponsee when, when they're afraid to do a an amends later down the road and they've got all this fear because they're bringing it up in their step four and they, they don't want to do these things. And then they do it. And God works miracles in their lives. And then you get to see that. They're thinking, oh, my gosh, is this God? And you're sitting there going, of course, it happened to me. And then step six and seven, I think that's, that's real. And I think we hear that, that those are the hardest steps because what we're asked to there to do is to give away the only way of life we've ever known because our life was ruled by our character defects before program for the most part. And now we're having to be willing to let that go and ask God all the time, throughout our day, throughout our life, please take this from me. And then steps eight and nine, I think, is another way God shows us that the world is really not as we envisioned it. And people aren't as bad as we've made them out to be. And so this is the loving way God disciplines us. It takes us from a self-centered Chuck to a God-centered Chuck, a Chuck that acts in a, a very selfish and resentful, hurtful way to everybody around him, to a Chuck that serves and loves everybody who they are. He loves them as they are, just like our, I think our higher power loves us, just like we are. And um, I think that's a beautiful thing. Key of it is we hear all the time from a loving friend to action. We got to do the work. We don't do the work. We will not be able to do, or we will not. Uh, <clears throat> we will not be able to experience the benefits of the work. God's not going to do it for us. We've got to do it ourselves. He's not going to do what we can do. So, or I, I choke half to death, I'll pass. All right. Thanks, Chuck. Hope you get better there. Okay. Um, let's take another round of names. Who else would like to share on? We're doing steps four through nine on page 59. Lisa B. Irene B. Nope. Charlie a. W. Uh, what was that, W? Who was that? Toby. Colby? Toby. T. Oh, Toby. Toby oh, W. All right. I have Lisa B., Irene B., and Toby W. I missed somebody L- in there. Loretta H. Loretta H. I'll a couple more.
Robert E. and there's somebody else. Roz G. Somebody else. Who? Roz? Yep, Roz G. All right, let's go with this loop. Three, you see? Who? Jason K. Uh, all right. Um, well, I think we got more than we're going to need, but there was somebody before Jason. Sue C. Sue. Sue City C. Okay. Um, all right. We got Lisa B, Irene B, Toby W, Loretta H, Barbara E, Roz G, Sue C, and Jason K. And uh, let's see how many of these we can get in. Go ahead, Lisa. Good morning, Craig. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine. Okay. Great, thank you. Thanks for your service. My name is Lisa B, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I do spell my name L-E-S-A. Um, when I was on step four with my big guide, I was so afraid that I wasn't going to do it right. I was just convinced that the day of the fifth step, she was going to say, stop, you've done it all wrong. <laughs> I was so afraid of that. And I love the precise directions in the big book, and I'm so grateful for the podcasts available on the special editions tabs of our Vision for You website. There's a variety of voices sharing um, how to do step four, the big book way, in just a few weeks. And there's all different people sharing on that same theme. And I was told, I was suggested if I can do it in 10 days to 14 days, the sooner the better because I'm waiting around in this mucky, yucky water. And... um, A lot of people go back out on step four. So I did set a date with my sponsor to do the fifth step. We did the fifth step. And I did follow the directions of taking that hour afterwards. And when we got to step six and seven, we read it in the big book and we moved right on to step eight. And I said, wait, wait, wait. What about step six and seven? And we did the seven-step prayer. I did the seven-step prayer. And I made my eight-step list and went right into step nine. And I just want to share my experience today. And looking back, my steps six and seven truly got addressed in steps nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. And in looking back, I now see that that's how I address my my character defects through making the amends, living in my step ten my step 11, and working with others. And in working with others, I've gone back and taking them through the work, and I have found other amends that just I was oblivious to. And that's why working with others is so powerful because I get to re-experience all the promises again. You know, so like someone shared earlier this morning, it wasn't until after the fact that I really saw the spiritual surgery that had been going on deep inside of me, a whole new making of the temple you know inside of me the government of lisa has was overthrown and still is overthrown when i live in these steps and it's the government of my higher power so i just want to share to continue to go forward and even when we don't feel it we have to keep moving forward and it wasn't until i had two more amends left on my ninth step that i finally realized oh my gosh i'm recovered and that came through sharing with a newcomer that I realized I was recovered. And I'm grateful that I had people around me reminding me the importance of completing all of my amends. So with that, I pass. Thank you, Lisa. All right, Irene B., your turn. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I am Irene B., a very gratefully recovering bulimic. Step four is scary for me. And not 
necessarily at the beginning for the obvious reasons that it's yucky, murky water. It's, uh, uh, you know, who wants to look at not their best selves? Not easy to do necessarily, but mostly necessary. But for me, um, I have uh, a new understanding of step four, something that I'm hoping will help me get to the bottom of it. Because at the end of the day, really, this is about getting to the bottom of it. What is it about us that trips us up, that feeds the obsession of the mind? That's what this is about, trying to figure out what it's all about, getting to the bottom of it. So um, I know that we follow the book, but for me, I need to know what my core beliefs are. And that sounds kind of silly, but I bet you everybody knows what their core beliefs are. Uh, But maybe I'm not the only one who doesn't know. So that's the process of uncovering, discovering, discarding all that old yucky stuff and replacing it with beautiful stuff. I'm going to find all the rotten wood in my structure and replace it with beautiful cedar wood that is going to make my house a pleasant place to live instead of a yucky place to live. And that's what the steps and God and a loving sponsor help you do. And that's what my sponsor has done for me. She's given me the acceptance, the love, the understanding that I don't think I ever experienced because um, I'm really hard on myself and a lot was expected of me and I did nothing but disappoint. So I'm just so happy that we are talking about these things because I still have some work to do and I'm just happy to do it over and over again until I get the full promise, until I can clear my mind of those negative core beliefs that are just so painful. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Craig Star Hello? One, please. If Craig's not there, I know the next person in line is probably Toby. Toby, are you ready to speak? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I got yes, muted. Toby W. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. My name is Toby W. And I'm gratefully um, recovered living in the Boston area. I wanted to talk about my experience on the fourth step and the fifth step. Um, The guy that I was working with uh, was uh, helping me, and I had resentments, two in particular, but one of them very, very long, uh, like 50-year resentments. And... um, and I had done fourth steps before, 
but I never was able to let go of the resentment. And I had never been as cleanly abstinent as I was when I did the fourth step not that long ago, a year and a half ago. Anyway, um, she worked with me very diligently on this these resentments. And um, what ended up happening is I realized, she asked me some very pertinent questions and realized my part because I was so busy pointing fingers that I could not see what my part was at all. And as a result of looking at my part, I realized um, that I was greatly at fault and had needed to really look at that. And I remember, boy, uh, when that realization came, when I say I cried, I mean, I sobbed. I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed from release from relief and release of uh, first one resentment and then uh, at another time, not too far along, uh, the other resentment. And so for those of you who are out there who are either not getting to the point of the resentments or um, are afraid of doing the fourth step and the fifth step, Uh, I share that with you, and um, you can look me up and call me, and I'd be very happy to share with you my um, beautiful, beautiful experience. And I am just so grateful uh, for the guide that I had and uh, for this program. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Toby. Next up, we have Loretta H. Loretta? Thank you, Craig. This is Loretta H. from North Carolina. I am a compulsive overeater anorexic graced with God's absence for today. And um, my experience with the fourth step has been very, very rewarding and steps beyond that. And for me, um, it was about change and changing my behaviors. Most of my uh, work is because it's historical, hysterical. And in fact, I just shared a fifth step with somebody last night because of my perception of situations that I see that are not who God wants me to be. And it's as it says on 158, when I found God, I found myself, but I could only find myself and who God wants me to be by working the steps. And so anyway, I, with God's grace, that's what that and being clean with the food has allowed me to find out who Loretta is today. And it's been a really good experience because in the food and in the disease, I thought, I hated everybody, and I definitely hated myself. And today, with God's grace, I can be in relationships that are really authentic and be who I am, but also let other people be who they are. And the step study or the 
release I got last night is the acceptance of um, this person who is very dear to me, and I, I love her, but I don't like her a lot at times. Um, it, it was released. In fact, it was released while I was working on the step. So working the steps for me is, uh, and I tell my sponsees um, that you should be afraid of not doing it because you get such freedom from doing the steps and making the amends and all of that because you can walk around this world a free man. And so it works. And then you have to do 10, 11, and 12. And the reason I had to do um, the it's on my sister. The reason I had to do that was I kept doing a step 10 on her. And a visionary suggested, I think you really need to do a step four on her again and look at your part. And I did. And it's cleaned it up. And that's God's grace and working this program and taking action and having fellows that you can actually get support and suggestions from so that I can heal and be who God wants me to be. So thank you very much, and have a blessed day, everybody. I pass. All right. Thank you, Loretta. Okay, we have four people left in about six, five, six minutes. So uh, if you can go short, please do. Uh, next up, we have Barbara E. Good morning. I'll try and speed talk. I'm not very good at that. I'm going to jump right in at step five. Step five for me was just facing facts. It's not talking about my feelings. I was looking for the things that were blocking me off from my higher power. And the things that were blocking me off were indeed my character defects. And my sponsor made it very easy for me. She said, look at step four and five this way. You're seven years old. Your mother tells you to clean your room. You don't do it happily, but you do it. And she tells you to go, Barbara, through all your clothes and toys and put on your bed anything that doesn't fit anymore or you think is yucky. That's step four. And then she comes in and says, now take a look at the stuff that's on your bed. Are you sure all the stuff that's on your bed you want to give away? And if you are, we'll take them to the Salvation Army. That's step six. And you go to the Salvation Army and you give away all the stuff you don't want anymore, your character defects. And then your mom takes you to the mall and buys you replacements for them. Those are the opposites of the character defects. And she always reminded me that this was a safe place for me. I could say anything I wanted to her. And she was assuring me that it would not be shared with anyone else. That is so important. I had to be absolutely ready to give away those nasty defects that were blocking me from my higher power. And then in step eight, I had to make the list, as was said, from the harms list. But she also had me do what was called eight and a half, which was reading to her the the amends I wanted to make because she said, remember, we don't want to make any new wreckage. 
We want to make apologies sincerely, done in person if we can. Not always are we able to, but no new wreckage. In other words, Barbara E., don't go to someone and say, I'm sorry, I never liked you all these years. That person doesn't need to do that, and that will be harmful. But if you've been engaging in gossip, go to the people that you've gossiped with and say, I'm sincerely sorry that I've engaged in this, and I'm going to do my best not to do that absolutely anymore. And this is really what brought me to step nine. And when I did step nine, I started to feel electrified. That was, okay, that was when I really started to feel this power I call not me coursing through my veins. This works. It really works. Thank you. I pay us. Thank you. All right. Uh, Roz G., you're up. We've got about three minutes and three people, so uh, go ahead. Okay, Chuck, I'll take. I'll try to take quick a minute and a half. Thank you so much for your service. Just that I'll say, I'm Roz G., compulsive overeater in Palmdale. Before these steps, I used to wake up in the morning, dreading the day, thinking, what did I do yesterday to hurt somebody? What did I eat yesterday to mess me up that I'm going to have to work off today? And what secret did I keep? What resentment? Who am I mad at today? And after, you know, working these these steps and the last time I worked them, I had to pray that deep resentment of prayer on a daily basis, deep resentment I had on people. And then I had to pray daily for the removal of my character defects, step seven. And just the short version of this share is as a result of that, I wake up in the morning clear-headed. Well, at four in the morning, I don't, but you know what I'm saying? Clear-headed. Saying good morning, God, instead of good God, it's morning. <laughs> Personality change has has overtaken me through the loving the loving care of my higher power, who also has a wonderful sense of humor. And the biggest character defect of mine, jealousy, has eluded me. And I'm and I will pass. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Well, we only have about thirty seconds left. Uh, Sue and Jason, does anybody want to grab that, or do you want to wait for the second hour? I'd wait for the second hour. Uh, okay, uh, let's go ahead and go with the closing. Um, thank you very much. Uh, Raj will be our last share of the day. Um, so thanks to everyone who shared. Please join us in the second unrecorded hour study immediately following the closing. Uh, I don't have the share ID for today's meeting. Does anybody have that and want to share that with us? Hi, yeah, Craig. It's uh, 13491. 13491. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, okay. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Larry Kay please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to keep you until then. Thanks, Craig. I'll set my timer here. Okay. (laughs) Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us 
Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.